You're listening to Wired with Resi, an electrician's guide to everything electrical. I'm your host, Ashley Ramirez. And I'm Christina Wilson. We will be getting insights from builders and industry experts in the construction world. We also want to hear from you. So drop us a line at Wired with Resi on IG. Okay, you guys ready? We're ready. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wired with a Resi. So we have a new host. Um, I know on the last episode, we mentioned that Arthur was leaving, <laughs> and we kind of joked around the idea of asking Christina. Well, we did it. We did it. And <laughs> I just thought she'd be such a perfect fit for this podcast, and so here we are. So awesome. welcome, Christina. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? And so our first guest that we have um, is Mr. Burke Moreland. He is our VP of Sales and Operations here at IES Residential. And so we're going to pick up Burke's brain a little bit and get to know him and all the fascinating things that we don't know about him. Uh, We're going to find out on our episode for today. So Burke, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Be careful what you wish for, by the way. (laughs) Some of these questions. Yeah, he mentioned he was going to go on a little bit longer than than 45 minutes. So if we're here for two hours, you know, we're here Not for my two fault. hours. That's right. That's right. Come on, Bart. I love it. Okay, Just Bart. give me the wrap it up symbol. <laughs> I think we have uh, sound for that, actually. <laughs> oh, my. You know what? That's better than my laugh. I think there I we go. Will you not instead? <laughs> Burke, you cannot push all the buttons on the machine. This is not a good idea. You should never have told me those buttons make noises. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, Burke, so let's get to your story. Tell us a little bit about your background, where you come from. How far back you want me to go? As far as you want to go. Okay, so I was born <laughs> in Houston. Um, okay. I grew rapidly, as anyone who's met me knows. Um, How tall are you? I'm 6'6". Six, six. Wow. 6'6", six, six. wow. Yeah, now I'm still growing just horizontally <laughs> instead of vertically. Um, but um, I, uh, I grew up in the Houston area, went to the school in Austin, and uh, decided to stay in Austin to actually work for a builder there, David Weekly Homes. I uh, started in construction with them, did that for a couple of years, kind of figured out most of what uh, I thought was going on with it and uh, was sitting in a meeting where we were all whining about uh, salespeople because they drove nice cars and <laughs> had all kinds of money and we didn't. Yeah. And my uh, manager at the time said, okay, anybody think it's so easy, want to try it? Raise your hand. And my hand went up somehow. Oh. So moved over into sales, uh, did that for a couple of years and had a really great mentor in sales that... Uh, uh, I was the top salesperson in Austin, actually, at the time. I think I was making 200 and something thousand dollars a year. I was 23 years old. What? Oh, yeah. That I had a so boat. Easy. I had a truck. had all this stuff. And he came wow. up to me and he said, you need to get out now. Yeah. And I was like, what? what are you talking about? I got all kinds of money. This is great. He goes, because you've told me you want to own your own company. You want to run businesses. You'll never be able to take the pay cut if you don't. And so... Okay. Um, I actually went to my managers there at the time, and uh, there was actually an opening for a manager position, and I said, I'd like to be considered. And the guy laughed. I mean, literally laughed. And he said, no, 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 no. You're our best salesperson. You right? need to just You're sit there leaving. and make money. You're not going anywhere. So I proved my point by quitting. 
a wow. uh, company in Albuquerque, New Mexico recruited me. Uh, I know. I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Well, there you go. The first time I got off the plane, they put me in the car. I asked, is it always this color? Uh, Because anyone who's ever been to Albuquerque, it is is brown, brown, and another shade of tan and brown. Um, Yeah. Uh, So I went to work for them for about, uh, I think it was about a year. And it was a horrible experience. Grass is greener, but it's definitely painted. It was awful. Uh, had a management by intimidation after before it was management about caring about the customers and our people. Mm-hmm. This was, I mean, one of the, uh, the lines I remember was, um, when there's a customer walking up to the home, you lock the house. They don't get to see their wheels put on the car. They shouldn't get to see their home put together, which was very foreign to me. And it, it right. really bothered me. I learned how to build a whole lot of houses very quickly. I learned a lot about management of time and things like that. But um, I uh, luckily was then called back by uh, my old manager at Weekly and asked me if I wanted to help them start a new city, Albuquerque, New Mexico, as a new David Weekly city. And I said, I don't know. You guys weren't nice to me before. but (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, okay. Twist my arm. And so he said, all right, well, you get to commute back and forth to Denver for six months while um, your wife's pregnant. Um, And we set this all up. So I spent six months in a hotel while she was at home. And I got to call her because we didn't have cell phones at the time because that's how old I am. <laughs> and I got to call her from the room and talk to her. And I would say things like, oh, what a play as I was watching TV. And I mean, I mean, what a day you must have had. <laughs> I'm so sorry you went through all of that. And I got home three days before my daughter was born. And they called wow. that actually I was supposed to go back. Um, and I said, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, so my first daughter was born in Albuquerque. And then. The whole deal there fell apart. So uh, we found out a few things that just had to do with the market there, and they asked me to move to San Antonio, New Mexico as a sales manager. Mm-hmm. So moved there, um, was there for a year and a half, two years, as I recall, and they asked me to open the northeast side of Houston. Um, so if you're sensing a theme, I've had 25 addresses, I believe it is, in 25 years of marriage. Stop it. Um, yeah. Wow, your so, wife is amazing. Well, not all of them were my idea. Just, <laughs> yeah. She's not going to hear this, right? <laughs> I hope she does. Like, I hope she does. Get him. Um, so moved to Houston, moved, uh, became a, pro- a project manager there, moved around Houston, did various things, ended up running their custom division for a while until 2007 and decided to start my own company, thought it was great timing. Uh, if you're familiar with the history, was not. Uh, had a partner. Right. We uh, started our company, had 20-something houses under construction, and then very quickly uh, the market crashed and our banks right. came to us and said, okay, you a- actually have zero that you can borrow from us anymore. So it was it was tough. Um, it, it was a very stressful time. We figured it out. The company survived, but our partnership didn't. Uh, we couldn't stand each other just about after four years, and so I broke off on my own, built some custom houses for um, about two years, and burnt myself up and decided I needed a life change. So I, had, uh, I came home. Uh, I remember coming home one night, and I was like, all right, I, we need to move. Uh, in fact, I want to move to the mountains where the air is clear and <laughs> yes. where it's beautiful. And, I want a goat know. and a cow and, so, and some fresh air. There you go. Fully expecting about it. what my wife was about to say was, you know, no. You know, mm-hmm. we, we've got kids. We live here because I had another daughter at that time. Uh, business is really good. In fact, I was, you know, doing really well even during the hard times. But I had just cooked myself. So instead, when I got home, she said, okay, where are we moving? I went, Huh? <laughs> So we started making lists of places that we would go because I had no idea what we were going to do necessarily. I had done really well in these houses, so I had some money. And um, 
we went to a place called Evergreen, Colorado, that two people mentioned to me in just passing conversations. Yes. And most I've people heard have never heard of it. It's a really little town that is the first town you're going into the mountains. Uh, so, because one of my things was I didn't want to be just looking at the mountains. I wanted to be in the mountains, yeah. where like you're living in the mountain yeah. or on the mountain. And um, so that's what you do in Evergreen. It was beautiful. It's a great place, about 20,000 people, a little pond where they do like ice skating and stuff wow, in the winter. that sounds amazing. It's very like, idyllic. I was um, going to say, it sounds like a Hallmark Coast oh, Guard. Right? I, like, I called it the Smurf Village. Oh, I love it. Because you had all the little houses with the little smoke stacks and you know, oh, yeah. the fires. It was awesome, you know, and you knew everybody and, and that stuff. You were 45 minutes from the airport that's in Denver, so it's a major airport. Yep. Life was good. I took six months off and actually... Uh, took care of my kids. Uh, my wife ended up with uh, thyroid cancer at that time, which she's fine now. But um, at that time, she was out of commission for six months. So it all worked out. I you know, taught a class at my kids' school on entrepreneurship. And wow. Meanwhile, I had several people calling me that I had started or helped start in the building business saying, hey, what do I do with this or how do I do this? And, mm -hmm. and I just kept answering the questions. And finally, one of them said, well, do you know you can make money doing this? Yes. Yeah. What does that look like? He <laughs> said, yeah, it's called business coaching. Never really thought about it, never heard about it. And uh, so uh, another friend of mine had started doing a program with the John Maxwell team, who's, if you've read any leadership books, usually you've read some by John Maxwell. And so I got certified by the John Maxwell team. I went to a, like a six-day training, and it was thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. But meanwhile, I also started writing some articles and things for some other friends. So I had a friend with, uh, I believe the magazine was called Metropolitan Builder at the time, and uh, she was asking me just to write an article every month, just whatever I wanted to do. She gave me a page. Awesome. And it just kind of cool. just took up space for her and her magazine. Mm -hmm. And I guess she thought what I was saying was interesting. So whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm writing these articles, and I get a call one day from Dwayne Collier. Um, so Dwayne calls me. We so how did you know Dwayne? How did you I'd get never him? met him. Oh, you'd never met him before. He read one of the articles. Really? Yes. That is so interesting. So he read this article and apparently, again, thought he liked what I was saying. Right. And asked me if I would come to uh, Las Vegas. We were having our uh, IES manager meeting there at the time, except it was they because I wasn't we. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, would you come and, you know, do something for our managers? How cool is sure. that? I love that. Okay. So I said, you know, just like this, how much time do I have? He right. said, I'll give you about four hours. I said, oh, four hours? <laughs> Oh yeah, nice. I can feel that. <laughs> so I came and met all the. The first person I met was Jim Johnson. He was wearing leather pants. <laughs> and that sounds Elvis, about right. Elvis chops on the side, <laughs> oh, and yeah. he was he was in his Elvis outfit. And I went, okay, I dig this. I got it. This is cool. <laughs> Um, oh then I met Faye, and I said her name wrong for the entire first day. I called <laughs> oh. her Kay because she reminds me so much of a woman that worked at Weekly that was named Kay, mm -hmm. uh, who's one of my favorite people. Um, but it was awesome. I had a great time. Yeah. I played uh, – the first thing I did was I played tic-tac-toe with Dan Marsh, and I beat him <laughs> by cheating. <laughs> because the whole theme of what I was talking about was think differently. It was, the, it was okay. don't do things the way you think the rules are. Yeah. They don't have to be there. No one necessarily – the only reason you know that the tic-tac-toe rules are there is because somebody told you they're there. Right. doesn't mean they're normally there. Right. So – that was the theme of the discussion. So Dan okay. was quite pissed off when I beat him. <laughs> you tricked him into the, uh, uh, losing in tic-tac-toe. I, I, I think <laughs> I made the whole group then build towers out of uh, playing cards. Okay. Um, That's awesome. A couple other little, you know, um, just kind of icebreaker type things and those type of things. Cool. And we did four hours. And when we were done, Robert Wright came up to me. Mm -hmm. He said, hey, do you work with anybody individually? I said, sure. Because I, I had a couple different clients that were just kind of friends of mine. 
um, from the past. There was a realtor and a builder and a couple other uh, folks. And uh, so I was starting to build this basically consulting business that I didn't even know I was going to end up doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, I was still building a few houses because I had a friend here that wanted to learn how to build. And so she was uh, doing all the hard stuff as far as every day being there and talking to the guys and those things while I was just more behind the scenes helping keep her on the tracks. And I just came to town every once in a while to help. So I uh, had a few things going on. Mm-hmm. And so I started working with Robert, and then that started going well. And then Dwayne called me again and said, hey, I've got this other project for you. This one's a little different. His name's Rusty Polly. <laughs> Rusty! <laughs> so I went and met Rusty, and uh, Rusty has since uh, become one of my best friends. And, and, uh, Love that. It's, uh, it's been a really great experience with, it, with Robert as well. Um, but Rusty and I definitely have gotten very close. Yes. And uh, from there, he added, I think we ended up with 12 managers at one point I was working with. The whole time, Dwayne kept saying, you need to come work for us. You need mm-hmm. to come work for us. And I kept saying, no, I don't. No, <laughs> I'm a solo act. I do much better by myself. Yeah. Uh, I yep. like to, you know, do it that way. And so after four years, I think it was, of consulting, almost five years of consulting, um, I was in California, actually. I was going to visit Jody, and Dwayne had set up a call with me and I think it was 6 a.m. California time because it was 8 a.m. here. And so he started on me again. Mm-hmm. What's going to take? What's going to take? What's going to take? Yeah. And I was like, man, this isn't just, this isn't going to happen. Yeah. This is <laughs> like, not I made happen. up my mind. And he said, no, <laughs> what's it going to take? And so we had, I told him some things I needed to have happen. And he said, okay. <laughs> and he said, okay. I was like, what? Uh, no, 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 no. You're supposed to say no. No, right. we'll walk away. We can't make this. And then we keep right. on going the way we're doing. So he said, okay. And I said, all right. Well, if I'm in, I'm in. I don't do anything halfway. Right. If that's it's awesome. If yeah. I'm in, it's full throttle. So, I mean, that's what got me to IES okay. so as then, far as full time. So then tell us a little bit about what you do in your current position right now. Um, I'm still figuring that out. Okay. You know, what, uh, what, what's, what's, you know, nice about our structure and our culture is, and especially the, what, what I get to do with things is it's different every day. Yep. And, um, I work with as many divisions as will allow me and some probably that have to, I guess, um, <laughs> work with me to try and help them do whatever they need to do to make our people better mm-hmm. so that we can get better results. Um, so what's your process of going to, you know, coach a division manager? What, what do you, so when you go and visit a division manager, what are your goals? What do you talk about? How do you, you know, get them to set them up for success? A, a lot of it is observation. Okay. Um, I don't have a script when I go pretty much anywhere or do just about anything. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the first thing I do when I get to any division is I go say hi to every single person I can find. And shake their hand, give them a hug, whatever. Tell them thank you for you know being part of our team, uh, because what happens with that is I get a look at that person, and, and one of my, you know, I have a lot of weaknesses, but I do have a, ten- a couple talents, and, and one of them for sure is reading people, mm-hmm. and seeing what's really going on. And so, and since I'm not there every day, it's actually easier sometimes to see it than the manager. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say hi to somebody, and it'll just the energy will be off, mm-hmm. and I'll go back to the manager later and go, hey. What's going on over here with Christina? She's, you know, normally she's <laughs> fairly excited and happy. And today she's just at 50% Burn of her Burn me with normal. the coffee pot this morning. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. something. So that's where it starts because everything we do starts with our people. Right. 
Uh, we can have all the best processes in the world. We can have all kinds of great things that we're trying to accomplish. But if we don't have people that are feeling good about what we're doing, if we don't have people that are engaged and trained and happy to be here, then it's all for naught. Right. Right. Okay. Does that answer your question at all? No. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I thought she was going to say no, it doesn't. It's Try again, Berg. Denied. <laughs> So how did it go from actually being a consultant to what you're currently doing right now? Was that a hard transition for you as far as, you know, I'm sure you made your own schedule and you worked with who you wanted to work with. And, mm-hmm. you know, how, how was that transition for you? Uh, it was different, uh, for sure, the change. Um, I have worked for some large companies, uh, but I had never worked for a publicly traded company. That was Right. Probably, sadly, one of my biggest transitions was having to keep up with all the damn receipts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember Twain called me after, I think it was like third month or something like that, and he goes, hey, I don't want to have to make this call, but we need to talk about something. I'm like, what? I've been here three months. What could I have done? <laughs> and he's like, you know, you're one of the worst right now yeah. about losing receipts. And I'm like, okay. well, how? So I went back and looked. I'd lost, I think it was seven receipts or something like that. <laughs> However, I had like 97 transactions. Yeah. Because of all the travel and all this other stuff. You so were looking like, at the percentage. Exactly. <laughs> percentage wise, I'm better than 90%. I love it. Um, I love so it. as he expected, I I think I had steam out blown out my ears for at least five or ten minutes. <laughs> um, because I was just annoyed. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you start getting into the whys and you understand what the controls have to be. And that we have shareholders that are out there counting on basically that receipt being accurate mm-hmm. and you start going, oh, okay, that, that's, that makes a little more sense. As frustrating as it is at times, uh, some of those controls that we have in place, some of those things that we do that seem like they are just burdens on the rest of us are actually there because we have shareholders that actually own this company. Right. And we owe it to those people to make sure that the information is accurate. I know Christina kind of mentioned um, the Resi report. Oh, yeah. I, um, I mean, I've only... Uh, started getting the resi report maybe what four months three? we just started it four yeah. months ago so so in um, December. that is so that's awesome we were just actually it was one of the things that i talked about i look forward to it right when it when it comes like <laughs> what's, our, somebody does. what's our next challenge <laughs> what do we got going on but i think also it it, it is it has created um that inclusion i see it with like different teams right so i mean right. i'm sure you've probably gotten some feedback um mm-hmm. but uh, tell us a little bit more about that how's um, well as i traveled around all these divisions one of the things that i see more more often than not, sadly, is um, isolation. Uh, as you go out to, especially the teams that are not necessarily in Dallas or Houston, those are probably the most connected in to our systems and, and, and a lot of the people just because of geographic location and history. But I, I just saw people out there that they didn't even know who Dwayne Collier was. Right. You know, they didn't know that we had a division in Atlanta when they were in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I I was trying to glue all this stuff together and also just I thought we needed to do a better job of communicating with people and allowing them to see, you know, how great things are. Because you come into our main office or the Division Support Center. You get that feeling. Yeah, you have this whole family thing and all this stuff, and then you go out into the field and they're like, we don't understand any of that. (laughs) You know, we we don't know who these people are. Yeah, right. And so 
Um, I can't remember exactly why I made that decision because I really hate myself on camera. Um, <laughs> and it's a pain to do. I it, love it. it. It's, it's really is frustrating. Great. Uh, and, 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 and actually, I was talking to a guy. Um, I'm in pods right now. And these two guys that were in front of me have no at the time had no idea who I am as far as in the company wise. Mm-hmm. And so we're just sitting there chatting about something. And somehow the Resi report came up. I think it was somebody came over to me and said, oh, yeah, I really like, you know, the videos that, uh, you know, the company's putting out or something. And they missed the fact that it's me that's putting it out, I think. Uh-huh. Right. And, and, and I said, yeah, you know, I think some of those are pretty, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty tough for some of us to do. And they said, oh, yeah, you can tell the only guy that likes doing it's the guy with the long hair. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm standing right here, man. Host. <laughs> I'm yeah, I think, it, but it, it, it really is awesome just to see. Um, it, I, I'm telling you, just internally with different teams that I have uh, talked to, mm-hmm. it does make a difference. People have actually looked at it. They they see some of that information that's coming through and um, not just our newsletter, right? Because right. we get our newsletter. So it's a compliment to the newsletter. Of course. Adding that and definitely creating more of a, a team atmosphere. Did you say you're in the pods? You're in the pods? I'm pod? sorry. What? <laughs> yes. Uh, yep. Awesome. Okay. I thought. You sneaked. You you were sneaky. You like threw that in there, but I was like, "Tower roll." Okay, <laughs> that's how I'm in pods. I'm I really sneaky. It. I'm in the back of the room. <laughs> I tell I tell I them I'm like, "Look, it. don't ask me any questions because I don't <laughs> know." I love I'm just it. trying to learn and take. You know, Jim was like, "Okay, oh, hey, you should take notes and tell me all the things we should do differently in pods." I'm like, "Dude, I'm just gonna be trying to learn here. <laughs> I'm just an idiot builder. I don't know any of this stuff. I so I know it. enough to be dangerous and shock myself. That's about <laughs> it." But you're gonna um, learn so much because and. Shout out to Christina earlier. So we have a neon sign, right? It's called Wired with Resi. We're about to hang oh. it up. And I was like, where's that? I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hang it up in, in the hallway. And um, I had Jimmy come in and, and put in an outlet. And then I realized, oh, my God, it takes away from the neon sign. It's, it's in the way. So I, I have it up top, which is where mm. I told him to put it. And then I realized... Okay, that's not going to work. And I was telling this to Christina, and she's like, oh, we can just plug it up here where we have the TV, run the wire across across the um, the roof. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, let me go get my ladder. I'll be right back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Takes off her heels, gets up on the ladder. I mean. And we filmed this? <laughs> I think she wanted to. You, she was looking at me like, you're kidding you're me. We do didn't film what? this? I was like, yeah, that should awesome. be on Facebook. And on I know. T- that should have been a total TikTok. Her climbing up the ladder with the heels on, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. She was like, what? Are we doing this right? I'm like, oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. I was like, that's what I do. That's what I do, Ashley. So, yeah, I think you'll definitely get a lot out of the pods. I, I know I did. Everybody that I've known, right. gone through it, they, they and have. And I just wanted to have awesome. an understanding of what we're sending our people to. I mean, I knew what the format is. I know what the uh, the structure and those overall things are, but you can't get the absolute feeling of one of those things until you're actually there. Right. And if there's anything I can offer actually to help with our instructors or to help with the course or those things, then I owe it to all of our team members. I owe it to 3,000 people to make sure that I see those things and do what I can to help as well. Well, that's that's great. I can't wait to talk to you after the fact. <laughs> I know. It makes me want to go through the pod so that way I can learn how, yeah. you know, to... 
I've tried for three yeah, years. Wire up a switch. But every mm-hmm. time I tried, we either had too many people that were more important that needed to go through. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, or we had COVID and then, you know, got limited it's, and those things. It's mm-hmm. a full class, though. Or I got though. pulled away for some whatever, you know, something Did, meeting, whatever I had to do. And it just so happens that these six line up. And I can actually get through all six, I think, by the end of May, as long as nobody calls me and tells me I need to go do something else. <laughs> awesome. So I just don't answer my phone yeah. right now. And there, and there, but there was, I, I was there this morning. Um, I walked in just to talk to George, and I mean, there's like 33, 30, I think 33 I think 30, people. Yeah. I mean, it is packed. That is, it is a packed. It house. is is big. Which the is class is big. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. Kudos mm-hmm. to everybody at the Ed Center. So we'll give them a big shout out. Yes. So I really want to know, Burke, who is your favorite division manager? Hmm. Today? Today, <laughs> yes. Today it, it and then of all time. Moment. It varies by moment. Um, you know, that's, of course I'm not going to answer that. They're all my favorites. Um, I love it. I mean, now, if I'm talking to Teddy, it's the one that made the most money last month. And I agree with that. They, they, they tend to be my favorite from time to time as well. Um, you know, I, they're, they're all different, and that's what actually right. so um, challenging as well as fun about working with all of them is they're all different personalities. So, mm-hmm. you know, when um, I, I talk to people with weird interview questions all the time, like, you know, what's your spirit animal, stuff like that, which I believe was on the Resi Report. This last <laughs> I time. love I don't that. know where that came I love from. that question. But, you know, when, and every once in a while, some people will actually ask me the question back when I ask them. Yeah, you know, what is your spirit animal? animal is actually a chameleon. Really? Because it's what Adaptable, I do right? is whatever, if, if I'm in a division that needs some extra energy, I'm going to put it in there. Right there. I'm going to figure out a way to get some energy in there. If it's a division that needs some structure, then I'm going to be that structure. They may not like me very much, but I'm going to try and impose some structure on them. Mm-hmm. So if they need help with hiring, if they need help with you know whatever it is, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and be that balance to what they need so that everybody gets what they need, hopefully. Right. I That's love that. Awesome. Chameleon. I'll think about that, Burke. I'm... Okay. Now you see me, now you don't. <laughs> I, I was going to say. Sneaky. Sneaky. So what is something that we don't know about you, Burke? Hmm. Well, um, I just had this conversation with a few people. The thing that uh, I get asked more than anything as I travel, as I mm-hmm. at the grocery store, is where'd you play football? <laughs> because I'm 6'6 and 325 pounds. So yeah. I'm not a small person. Right. And so never And fails. I like standing next to you because I'm 4'11", so. <laughs> That's why you're called Pucket. Um, so I get that question all the time. Mm-hmm. And so depending on if I want to mess with people, sometimes I'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to play for the Redskins or the Oilers. <laughs> or oh, my goodness. You know, just, uh, but generally not. Um, did you? I, but did you play football? Uh, for one day. One day. I hated it. <laughs> Really? I absolutely hated it. No, my uh, in college, I actually was a collegiate water skier. Stop it. Absolutely. You're lying. I already absolutely. knew this. I already yeah. knew this. I already she knew this. She was in on the, the conversation. Yeah, on the conversation. The I know. I couldn't believe it either. I'm like, what? There was actually water skiing? What? Mm-hmm. I mean, which, That's which cool. is a tough sport, by the way. I mean, I've never been able to um, get up on the water skis. I've tried yeah, it. It's tough. Just... you got to hang out in a boat, get tan, and hang yeah. out with a bunch of girls. It's really rough. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough in college. I mean, that's part of the way I Sounds made my like decision. Was <laughs> I went and talked to the coaches. I went to the University of Texas, and um, my cousin wanted to play football. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, my cousin was like 5'8 and 190 pounds at the time. Mm-hmm. So he goes, just go with me. Just go with me. Okay, whatever. So, you know, we go talk to these coaches, and they looked at him and looked at me and were like, hey, we might 
be interested in talking to you. I was like, well, um. He's, he's the one year for it. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, your first year, you're basically going to be a tackling dummy. Yeah. I was like, ah, uh, see, I hang out on a boat all day, get tan <laughs> and ski. I think I'll stick with that. Yeah. 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 That's Much really better cool. option. I had yeah. no idea that was even mm-hmm. a thing, a sport. <laughs> it is. Great. That's really awesome. It's one step above cornhole or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Every uh, time, if if I have, obviously at my house, ESPN is on all the time, but I'll see some random sport. I'm like, how is that a sport? What is that? Yeah. Like, they, they've come up with some pretty, pretty amazing stuff. What's even the one the where they're like shuffling? Um, I don't know, a little disc? I know have what you you're seen talking that? about. Yeah. And they look the ridiculous? Yes. Oh, that's uh, curling. Curling. I've never yeah. heard of that. I mean, I've seen it. I know. I don't. I don't know Curling. the rules. I don't know what they're it's doing. Like there. It's like shuffleboard on ice. Yeah. What, what, what is that? I don't. But know. see, don't y'all know are both young, so shuffleboard <laughs> wouldn't make any sense to you. I'm not that young. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we've got good genes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I was uh-huh. reading um, an article from Electrical Contractor Magazine, and it said the top career choice. For the skilled trades is electrician. Yeah, I saw that too. Which yeah. I I love that because I know with our labor shortage that we have, you know, we're trying to get people in. We're trying to figure out, okay, we need to kind of get away from, you know, when you're in high school. Okay, what college are you going to go to? Right. You know, and so I have um, my little cousin who just graduated high school and he started, you know, that's what he wanted to do. He's like, I want to become an electrician, which I thought was amazing and awesome. And it's like, how can we get more kids in high school that, you know, are excited about the skill trades? Um, so have you seen anything when you're when you're going out, when you're talking to people? Obviously, we're trying to tackle that that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think a lot of it comes back to it's it's how many people we talk to. Right. And, um, you know, I recruit everywhere I go. Um, I, I, I've shown many people this, my phone has my, has one card in it and I always have one card in there. And Jim Johnson thinks it's hilarious because every time we go somewhere, we'll start recruiting somebody and he will not have a card. I always have one. <laughs> so in fact, if I don't have one, it means I just gave it to somebody normally. Yep. But what happens is I say, you know, I, I, I think usually it's somebody at a restaurant or at Home Depot or, it, I mean, I've recruited Lyft drivers. I've recruited really um, people in airports. I, I just look for people that are first happy because mm-hmm. that's the first thing I want. Right. Um, if they're working hard, so they walk faster than everybody else, their attention to detail is a little better. And you can see that so quickly a lot of times. Then I go to them and I say, you know, I really appreciate what you're doing here. I think that this is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So I would love to have somebody like you come work for our company. Yeah. If you ever want considering a, a, a career change, then please, here's my card. And I give it to them. I mean, success rate, really mm-hmm. low. But you got to throw a lot of bait in the water to catch some fish sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so my thing is that card cost me next to nothing. Mm-hmm. But the potential of that one person, if it's just one person a year that comes on board and makes a difference, is massive right. compared to the cost of all the cards that I hand out. And one of the things that I've started doing is I've stopped talking actually about electrical okay. because electrical tends to scare some people. Okay. What I've started talking about is just construction. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to get into a construction field that you know is really truly a career? Do you want to work for a special company? 
that way it at least opens the door. Because as soon as you say electrical, especially sadly, I would I I actually tend to hire or, or tend to recruit a lot of female workers because they have attention to detail. That's right. They actually are cleaner a lot of times in, in their work that they do. They listen a lot of times. <laughs> no. And, yeah. <laughs> and so I think a lot, I mean, I think there's a huge uh, group of people there that it's, yes, been a male-dominated industry forever, but yeah. it doesn't mean it has to stay that way. Right. And so I'm constantly trying to see if we can just recruit new people. And, and when you say that, when you say electrical to people, um, especially, sadly, females, they go, oh, no, I don't, I don't want to mess with electricity. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you start with more of a conversation about construction mm-hmm. and say, no, this is this is construction. And and we need people in all kinds of positions. Yep. But this is, a, you know, construction. And then they'll at least open up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I can tell them that it has to do with electrical. But in general, you're not handling any live currents. Right. So, you know, and we're going to teach you. In fact, we're going to send you to our school and we're going to pay you to go to our school. And it's incredible. And just come see just try. Just try. Right. I think also the the mentality, you know, coming from right out of high school, right? So they the what's the next step, right? I right. think we are in a society where immediately or most the society thinks, okay, the next step is college right mm-hmm. away. You know, I think mm-hmm. also trying to step out of that mindset to right. say, hey, you know, there's there's other options, you right. know, and, and not make it any less. I think it's always looked at in a different way because, you right. know. Almost in a negative light that, oh, right. I'm not going well, sure. to college. I'm, I'm just going Until to the Until they see school. the paychecks. Exactly. I mean, you know, right. and that's, we need to do a better job, and, and we're doing a better job, but we need to continue to do a better job of getting into the high schools mm-hmm. um, and getting into some of the programs that still are there. For instance, I think the FFA programs are a wonderful place for us to recruit. I go to the rodeo and I sit there and see all these kids that have spent months and months and months working on these animals mm-hmm. and you know, getting up early, going and feeding them, get, staying after school to take care of the animal, doing all the things you have to do, putting in that extra effort. The attention to detail when they're sitting there brushing these you know, yeah. cows That's or a goats great or idea, whatever. Burke. I, yeah. And I'm looking at them going, and then as you walk by, if you happen to talk to them, they turn to you, they, they you know, say hi to you, they look yeah. you in the eye, they you know, are courteous. That's our employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, so that's one area just that I happen to have seen. There, mm-hmm. There's lots of different avenues into some of these schools. And, and so we just have to keep finding what they are because there's all kinds of different programs. But most of the time, they don't know that there's an option for that. They right. don't realize that this is, you know, a career for them. You know, that being a whatever a video game designer is probably not as fun as it looks, which <laughs> I can attest I have a few <laughs> friends that did it. Not near as fun as it looks. Um, <laughs> but it's also not as uh, fruitful necessarily for them or fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's something about building the place where families are going to spend over a third of their life, right. uh, the place that people are going to build all their memories, the place that you know their kids are going to take their first steps. There, there's something about being a part of building that and making sure it's done right and keeping them safe that, that is very rewarding when you take a step back and realize what you're doing. It's not just a bunch of copper and aluminum thrown through the you know wood studs or metal or anything else it's that end result in that product that we have to sometimes slow down and look at and and i do that sometimes with our teams i'll, I'll try and grab somebody i'll go look down that street man how many of those houses did, did you wire well that one and that one and that one you see those kids playing in the front yard you know the reason they can do that because we did our job right that's awesome that's a, yeah, such that's a good a perspective big picture. i love yeah. that yeah we should have a little clap button now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wrong button. Wrong button. <laughs> Wrong button, Bert. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I told you not to give me access to this book. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> and I bet the music is not going to play now. It's not <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yeah, you just have to it. edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Burke, what are your what are your goals for the company? Where do you see yourself in 10, 20 years from now? 10 or 20 years. See, I'm getting old. That's a long time. <laughs> if I make it to 20 years, I'll actually be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, you don't see a lot of giant people like me walking around that are that age. Just say it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think we've gone through a lot of growth in the last five, six, seven years here. We've uh, added some new companies into our family. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what I really want to see is everybody get uh, uh, more integrated. You know, mm-hmm. th- that's what IES used to stand for, right. uh, was integrated. And I think that's one of the things that we're going to need to really do over the next five years is get all these people. And again, that's the Resi Report. That's um, the, the newsletter, all these things where we're trying to get the communication out. But we have 3,000 people now to get on the same page. Right. And yeah. that's that's a challenge. And so, you know, that's what I really see happening in the next few years is, is getting uh, everybody uh, looped in. I was in Florida last week with Bayonet and with uh, Edmondson. And they're, they are hungry for knowledge and for information about what we do and why we do it and um, how we can do things better and those types of things. So that's that's really where I see myself focusing. Okay. Christina, do you have anything to add? No, not not other uh, particular. Nothing. Co- nothing. <laughs> I I I've, I've had a conversation. Come on. <laughs> I had a conversation with Burke a week ago. I've gotten all the Burke that I need. I'm like, oh my God, I got. Uh, she said that stories. was enough. <laughs> I'm good now. The funny thing was I used to go to cities uh, when I was a consultant. And and, and I'd come in, and it was like one day every three weeks or so I would come to the city. Mm -hmm. And when I'd sign up a new customer manager, whoever it was at the time, I'd say, okay, here's your contract. And they'd say, dang, that's a lot of money for, you know, just one day. And what I tell everyone, I'm like, okay, at the end of this first day, you tell me if you want me back here tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And by about 3 o'clock, it's not that they didn't like me, but they're like, oh, my God, my to-do list is 10 pages long. Can you please leave? So I need more I'm, homework. I need it's, more it's, homework. It's tough. I, that's why I have to move around a lot. Be sneaky and a chameleon and hide from time to time. Oh, because I I, I'm a lot uh, for most people to handle. No, I think intense person. <laughs> I think it's. I think it, it was great. Actually, the time and the stories that we had on there. I had, you know, I had a. You, you had a joke. I think you made a joke. And while we were uh, having lunch, I know, I know. I won't there was say a the story joke. And a I joke? was like, I won't say the joke. I'm sure it was appropriate. <laughs> no, you got to say the joke now. Christina. No, I can't. Oh, I can't even us. think of it. I you can't got a story on me. I'm terrible at jokes, guys. Let me just say, okay? I can never, you know, have you ever, it's it's my Spanish too. You know how you, when you translate things and they don't sound the same? Okay. Like, okay. I told a joke in Spanish. I mean, no, my I, Spanish is okay. My but, brain tra- translated that. And then the way that it came, I just, okay. it didn't, a lot of them doesn't make sense to me. You have to understand, like, when people okay. tell me a joke, sometimes, like, well, I have to. idioms and local stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway, but, um. We had a great lunch. We actually, so we talked about that, uh, uh, the rap video that we created with yes. the Ed Center. Yeah. Yes. So that was the, the lunch. jingle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So the focus for jingle. So that was the reward. That's why we were out to lunch and we got to hang out with Burke and uh, George and mm-hmm. Jason awesome. Scott and everybody. We said bye to Luis Najera also. He's That's in, right. He's not yeah. there anymore. So he's in Florida. So I'm trying to remember what joke I told though. I, you know, oh, well, Jim, Jim was there. Jim Johnson was no, he there. probably 
probably told a joke because Jim's always got a joke. Right, think, he does. <laughs> it was. I I don't remember. I'll I'll have to maybe next maybe next episode. I'll okay, have to, we'll edit I'll that come. back and we'll eliminate <laughs> this last five minutes of him and Ma and we'll get back to it. Exactly. Okay. Hey, here's exactly. the joke. Exactly. Well, we appreciate you coming on. See, it, it's not that bad. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I just just a little bit of insight of of you know your background and how you got here and your goals for the future with the company and. Okay. Yeah. Well, all all of our team members are who I see as my customers. Okay. And so you know, I, usually, and I left that out earlier, so I wanted to make uh, make sure I put that in there that when I because again I was in Bayonet and. Um, Edmondson last week, for instance, and they had never met me or had anything to do with me. So they were asking that question a lot. And so what I kept telling them was, you are my customer. Mm -hmm. Our team members are my customer. How can I make your life easier, better, whatever, so that we can do more and we can take care of our external customers better? So, you know, is the people in the division support center, we need to figure out how to support those divisions Mm -hmm. and do what we can because – it is not easy out there right now with everything that they're going through, with everything they're dealing with from, you know, if it's not labor, it's material. It, it right. just, we, we got to keep supporting them and making sure that they get what they need so that they can deal with the difficult things they're having to. Right. Yeah. I know that's a struggle with, um, you know, with our, our department in, in marketing is, you know, how can we better serve you? What can we do to, you know, help with your, with your marketing, you know, whether it's flyers or posters or yard signs or banners, you know, whatever it is you need, you know, uh, digital marketing, like, you know, we're here to serve you, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, like, and they it's are an attitude. customers. That's the biggest thing is it's an attitude that everybody that is not in the field needs to have. Right. Because that's who we serve. That's who we take care of. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. we lose sight of that mm-hmm. because we're caught in our own world of the own our own problems that we have here in the offices or whatever and forget that they're dealing with stuff way worse and in fact if they don't deal with that stuff then none of us have jobs right right so, exactly kind of important yes, yes. yep yep Very internal important. internal customers right, right? yep yes. that's it yep all right burke well we appreciate you coming on wired with resi and uh we hope to have you back soon absolutely anytime all right we'll thank you, you.